Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, dear listeners, and welcome back to a new episode of the Mental Manager podcast, uh, the podcast where we are striving to put together tools and techniques for your own mental health toolbox. And today I'm not with Martin, but I'm joined by um, my dear friend and colleague, Andrew McAllister, all the way from Australia at almost midnight, I'm going to say. Hello and welcome back to the podcast, Andrew. Thank you so much, Silka. I got to say, you know, it is really good to be back in behind the microphone here and uh, not quite midnight, but uh, uh, getting close, but uh, just so good. So good to reconnect with you. And I'm looking forward to our chat today. Yes, same here. And uh, for all of the listeners, we are um, recording under an extreme circumstances. So I'm in a holiday home in the Netherlands and um, I may or may not have screaming children uh, running into my little setup recording studio. And Andrew's just had a power blackout, which I think has been <laughs> <right>. <laughs> I, I'm back online now. So uh, you might have screaming children um, and I might just disappear altogether. So uh, <laughs> let, let's get going and, uh, and see how far we get, hey? Perfect. That, that sounds good. So today we are um, not joined by a third guest, but we're going to talk about um, a, a process. I do love a good process. And um, Andrew and I were chatting uh, a few months ago or weeks ago, maybe perhaps. But, uh, uh, and we were talking about, you know, what kind of processes do we use or how do we actually gain clarity on certain situations? And I've got a, a, a multiple step process that I then shared with Andrew and we thought it might be a good idea to actually share that um, with our listeners as well. So I'm going to get started. I'm, I'm going to run you through the different steps. It's um, just actually having a look. It's kind of a five step process. And today we're going to try and cover step number one and two. And the reason, and, and this is something that you can apply to basically any situation in life um, and whatever area in life you want to, I find it helpful to do this on a regular basis, you know, ideally on a quarterly basis to see where you're going and if that's still aligned to where you want to be going. Uh, but realistically, we're talking every two years. Um, <laughs> that's more, more realistic. And the, the first step around this is, is kind of an obvious one, but also a step that before a coach um, of mine that I worked with, I don't know, four or five years ago now, Sabrina, when she pointed it out to me, it was like, hmm, interesting. I don't actually know the answer to this. And the first step um, is values and figuring out what is important to you. Uh, and I think Often the initial reaction of people is, well, I know exactly what's important to me. And then when you dig down into it, you don't really know this, or at least that was my personal experience. Mm -hmm. Like, hmm, I really have to think about it. Andrew, uh, have you had a chance to look at this and what are kind of your thoughts around this? Yeah, so I have. And uh, before I dive into that, um, you know, thank you for sharing the process with me because it couldn't have come at kind of a more opportune time um, for me personally. And it was a really uh, um, 
challenging experience actually to you know to put some time aside and and go through this process and i found um it to actually be a little more confronting than i had anticipated that it would for those reasons alone is you know i think that if you're asked to kind of go ahead and just put your values down on a piece of paper um your brain takes over rather than your heart mm-hmm. um as a, a default and so you put down you start putting down all of the things that you think you should value um rather than the things that you actually really do um and i wouldn't say that it was you know on two opposite ends of the spectrum but um when i started to really dive into it i found it really really beneficial because um the little exercise that <clears throat> that you outlined to me started with uh looking at um what is called a little wheel of life um exercise right where it mm-hmm. kind of where, where it really just sort of breaks your life into i think maybe eight or nine different compartments so we're talking about um you know, your health and spirituality and what money means to you and family and and all of that and and so as i worked through those i really just took a couple of minutes on each and just wrote down two or three values and what i found interesting is that by the time i got around to like the sixth or seventh uh, little segment was that i was starting to double up on values and that's where i started to be able to find that i was able to prioritize clearly what was valuable to me or what i value if they were values that spread across multiple areas of my life right so i'll show you the list this is not going to be any good for uh, our listeners but you know i've, I've got my big my big list uh, it's, camera's all blurred out but anyway the big list of values that i jotted down and what i started to do was kind of like put a little tick or a mark next to the values that were kind of recurring values that yeah. came up uh, when i went around so in no particular order um you know I think everybody just naturally wants to say I value things like integrity and um, yeah. trust and honesty and yeah. um, and these sort of things, which I really do. They're very, very important to me. But I think when I looked at each of these little areas of my life, I was actually able to uncover values that I wouldn't normally associate or, or articulate uh, or define as part of my value set so some of the really interesting ones that i'm quite happy to share with you which might sound a bit abstract if i don't go into a lot of detail but things like availability mm. and um i've i put a lot of ticks next to availability you know when i think about my family and my friends uh and even my work you know i want to i want to like the idea of being available is, is really important um connection was one that came up a lot um for me and i think i'm i would be defined as an extrovert in the sense that i get a lot of my energy from other people um and and so that was interesting um thoughtfulness reason freedom openness options you know um these are the sorts of values that i was able to drive just by looking at that that i don't think i ever would have put down on a piece of paper as sort of an initial what are your pillars and your values as a person Andrew so I found the exercise really interesting if I'm honest with you I mean I'm sure you had your own experience doing it doing it by your own as well right 
Mm, yeah, definitely. No, it's 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 great to hear that it was useful. And actually, for for our listeners, um, potentially to take a step back and to tell you what the what the exercise is. So it's really simple. So, like Andrew said, uh, if if you Google, if you just type in Wheel of Life in Google uh, or whichever browser of your choice, uh, search engine of your choice, um, then it's going to give you lots of different links and images. It's, it's Essentially, it's a coaching tool, Wheel of Life, which segments your life um, into a something between eight and 10 different segments. And what I usually do is I set a timer for five minutes per category and write down whatever comes to mind, but I don't stop writing until the timer goes off. And um, and if you stop writing or if you feel like you need to stop writing, and again, that's just how I do it. Uh, but before the timer goes off, try to think back to situations in that particular category that make you feel good, make you feel valued, happy, joyful, content, uh, or whatever else to see what else you can come up with. And then the next step is a little bit tedious, but I also found it really interesting uh, when I first did it. It's to rank the values, to understand what are the most important values to you. And Andrea, I like the, the fact that you've kind of marked it when you came across the same values in different categories. I think that's also a really good, uh, good way to understand which are the most important to you. Um, but if you wanted to do it, you know, the way that I've done it in the past is to rank them is literally start with the first one that you've written down, compare it to the next one on the list and really try to not necessarily let your brain take over. Like you said, Andrew, that's like quite um, not dangerous, but I think it's really normal because that's what happens to me every time. But try to feel into your body. Like if you see, I don't know, honesty and availability next to each other and then try to feel like where does where do you physically respond more where like where do you feel your heart pounding for example so which one is more important to you and uh, then you stop kind of once you found your top five in each category and I find that um, what you mentioned about your brain taking over that's what happens to me every single time and you know, you, you start writing and it's almost you, your mind is writing because you're so, or we're all, I guess, programmed by society, by what we've found that keeps us alive in terms of what we should be valuing. And I think what, what I've found also in speaking to other people is that honesty is a really good one that everyone, everyone knows we should all be honest. <laughs> we've been taught we should all be honest and honesty is super important. But when you really break it down, um, is honesty really that important or do we all prefer to, you know, have the tool of white lies available to mm -hmm. us? Uh, and also for other people to, to use that tool to potentially, you know, not, not hurt feelings and so on. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that, that will say that, no, Absolutely, that's you're a liar if you do that. And I found for myself, I, I don't feel as strongly about this as I thought I did. Uh, and that's just one that, that I thought that was really interesting. Did you find that you only came to that conclusion 
after you went through this ranking exercise where yeah. you, um, where mm. you where obviously you have honesty as one of your values there, but then you might naturally draw yourself towards, I don't know, reason or balance or something like that ahead of honesty where honesty is still important to you, but, but these two things, which may in some way, not negatively, but contradict or overrule in certain situations, some other values. Yeah. So certainly that, and I don't actually, the first time I did this, I don't think that I understood it at that point in the exercise, but it actually let me, or the, the second part of this exercise, which is to understand what is it that you appreciate or like about a certain situation when what do you not appreciate? That's really when I started thinking deeper and found that, mm, actually, you're saying that honesty in this particular category is super important, but that's not really true when you think back to some of the situations that you've been part of and you know maybe you've or for me I've preferred to potentially not know the full extent of what's been going on um in in some situations and I and I also find that honesty in some areas of my life is much more important to me than in other areas of my life and I think that's mm. okay as well um and in any case this is it's massively personal and uh i don't think that if if any of our listeners are, are listening to this don't think i'm a liar i'm not a liar <laughs> I, I still love your honesty massively um but also at the same time like don't i think if if anyone would want to go through this exercise don't judge yourself based on what you found it's everything is okay um yeah so yeah. Yeah, I, I I agree with those sentiments. And like I said at the top, it can be a little bit challenging um, and, and confronting, I think, for that reason alone. Um, and I can also vouch uh, on behalf of you to our listeners that you are a very honest person with great integrity. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't say so, you. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but... Um, but in, in any case, I did find the same thing, right, is that in, in some categories, the value was consistent and in other categories, the value was outweighed by another value for one reason um, over another, which was, a, which is, I think, maybe a good segue into the second part of the exercise, right, because, it, because then I found if I was sort of applying this value framework to different types of scenarios in my life that the story changed again right it, it does and and that's so interesting isn't it because i think people tend to say like yeah no i'm i'm living super true to my values and first of all nobody really knows what they value until you go through this uh sometimes really annoying and lengthy exercise uh and then your values or the answer that you've given earlier around your values may actually change depending on the situation that you apply it to. So for our listeners, the second part of the exercise here is, I've just called it, what do you like about it? It being whatever uh, life compartment that, um, that you're looking at. So for example, 
I don't know, maybe something like uh, your your work life or it may be the family life or it may be, I don't know, going to the gym, whatever, or, or your health, I think is probably the, the overall category here. So it's really to look at what are all the things that you like about that situation and what are all the things that you don't care for. And it's not really a pro and contra list because I find that when you do these classic pro and contra lists, it's again, your brain taking over. That's not what we are trying to do here. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So when I ran the exercise, uh, I did it. I sort of chose a couple of different areas of life or situations, if you like, right? How do I feel about my job right now? Um, for example, what are all the things that I like about it? What are the things I dislike about it or don't please me? Hmm. Uh, and I can see one of the things that I was sort of thinking about, this is the first time I've run this exercise, right? Maybe you've done it a couple of times. Um, I'm not sure, but I'd be very interested to see going back to the first part of the exercise on the value piece, how much that might change over time. Like to me, it feels like something's a little more static. Um, I, I would expect some things to change a little bit, um, but not hugely in terms of my core values and what's really important to me. But when you apply it to a different area of your life, this is the bit that could have massive changes, you know, from one day to the other, let alone one week or one month or a year. So it really depends on how zoomed in I got on the situation that I was analyzing. So, and I, and if I found the first part of this exercise a little bit challenging and confronting this, this next part was very, very difficult, right. From a, you know, a realization perspective, because I think that my natural tendency anyway, and I'm sure a lot of people is, um, you know, there's that classic meme of the, the, the cartoon dog sitting there with a cup of coffee and the, like the, the house is burning down and the dog saying, you know, this is all fine. Right. Like yeah. uh, <laughs> it, is that, that's sort of my default quite a lot of the time, um, particularly when it comes to, let's say work. Yeah. Um and it was like quite an emotional experience to sort of go, actually, you know what, there's some things here that, that I'm actually really, really not okay with um, and are really challenging me like more to my core rather than like being annoying or frustrating or mm, something that you can just sort of brush off. Um, and I was even talking to my wife about it like two days ago. There's some, there's some things going on that are kind of rocking me to my core. And when I, and when, and this exercise helped me join those dots together. So rather than just sort of feeling rocked to your core, I was able to identify why, like what values were being either violated in some cases, yeah. or at least extremely sort of challenged, I would say. And, you know, I don't think I'd go into sort of detail about that right now but I think that that was the outcome of that exercise and I kind of came out of that thinking feeling a really sort of flat for a bit mm. but very pleased that I had done the exercise but then what I did to sort of make myself feel better was choose another area of my life that I don't feel uneasy about and ran the same exercise and it was actually very affirming on the other 
uh, end of the spectrum. So I sort of talked about that was work. And so broadly, I sort of started to think about, um, you know, family and what's what's happening family, what are the values that are attached to that, what's going well, what's not going well, lots and lots of stuff going really, really well, some things that are like hard, but you can see that they're hard because I was sort of maintaining a connection with the value, right, right, um, rather than discarding the value. So anyway, that that was my experience with uh, with that part of the exercise. Excellent. Yeah. And, and I think that's, I like the, the description of the, the meme, the dog uh, with the, the dog <laughs> down. because I think that's the experience that a lot of people, most people I'm going to say would have if they ran this exercise, because we, I think we, as a default setting, we all think, okay, I know my values. We don't. And, uh, and then I live my life aligned to my values or in accordance with my values when you really dig down deep then you find that you know, like you said in some areas that may be true and some areas because it is true and you are acting in alignment with your values it doesn't mean that it's easy to do that it just means that you you know why you're doing it there's a purpose behind it and you feel good about the consequences that you have to go through because you're acting in accordance with your values so that's a very different feeling to the one that you're getting when you find like oh the house is on fire here i'm not in alignment yeah. with my values at all and then it's almost like you know, in business we do these gap analysis we analyze the status quo and then we we try to bridge the gap and we write all of these big get well plans and you know it's easy to do it in business because it's all kind of very fact-based but when you then break it down to your personal life I find it becomes a lot more challenging because the if you wanted to live a life in true alignment with the values that you've got that's yeah that just doesn't come as easy often Mm. made from time to time yeah one of the um one of the kind of resounding thoughts that I had during the exercise was um, the difference between having a value violated versus struggling to uphold a value, uh, as in you want to uphold the value, for me is the difference in a lot of cases between being able to sleep at night versus not being able to sleep at night, right? Like if I've had a day where my values have been really jeopardized or if I've allowed them to, or if I've done something that has deliberately um, sort of um, jeopardized a value, that's where I would lie awake at night thinking about it. Whereas if I've had a day where it's not necessarily been an easy day, but it's been a day where I have worked really hard in accordance with my values, then I'd be able to go to sleep at night, right? Yeah. Um, and um, and to me that yeah, that's a big one. Like you know, we've and I mean like literally the difference between lying awake, stewing, worrying, stressing versus being content with the day to um, to be able to 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 rest. And we've talked on the podcast before about 
you know, the importance of sleep and then that cycle that then would come in because of that. Right. But, um, but yeah, I, I finished this exercise um, and now very motivated and interested to jump into whatever the third step is. And, um, and perhaps you could give us a sneak peek on what that, that looks like before we talk about it on the next episode. Yes. Great idea. So, um, you know, the n- number three, in our in our five step uh, program, if you will, is how do you want to feel? Uh, it's again super easy question. How does anyone want to feel? Everyone wants to feel good and happy and content, but what exactly does that mean? So, the way that I run this exercise, and actually maybe I'm not going to go into too much detail here, too much of a spoiler alert, but it's really about diving deep into how do you want to feel when you get up in the morning? How do you want to feel when you, you know, switch on your laptop? How do you want to feel when you speak to your spouse or, you know, have a difficult conversation with your kids or your boss or whatever else? So it's really about that part. And uh, in our next episode, we're going to go into why it's so important to think about feelings. I think we all tend to be really quick to think about you know, the, the the classic question around what's your five-year plan? Like, where do you want to be in your life? We're very quick as humans to say, where would you, we want to be? And then immediately what comes to mind is what kind of title we're going to have in our career or what kind of car we're going to drive. Not me, I don't care about cars, but potentially I'm going to have a horse at some point. Or, so it's really material things. But what we tend to discard is that before the material comes the emotional and comes the feelings and comes to, you know, how we're going to transport ourselves into that material piece. So it's really about that. Number three and then number four and number five are really two um, practical exercises to get closer to you know, the values and the feelings and the the situations that we've worked through in step number one to three. So it's one is called sit on it. And I mean that literally. Uh, so I'll, I'll leave that there as a cliffhanger. <laughs> and well, last possible. one, I know it's a massive spoiler. And the last one is really about calling it in. So trying to do something proactive here as the last piece. So mm. Well, if I could just sort of finish by saying that my personality sometimes um, would have a degree of hesitancy about doing any of this sort of thing in the first place, right? Um, And it took me a little while after you sent me the exercise to sort of work my way into it. Um, But, you know, if this is a a program that we could share out with our listeners. Like I, I can't recommend enough, you know, at least what I've done so far, which is sort of step one and step two, particularly. And I think it'd be great for people to do it. You know, when you're in, when you're having a hard time and when you're struggling, when things are not going well, and it's also probably something great to give yourself the space to do when you are feeling a little more balanced and, and well um, mentally uh, just to kind of keep doing that check-in. So, um, so thank you, Silke, for for sharing the exercise. And uh, I am looking forward now to uh, to number three. And next time we chat, we can talk about our progress.
Absolutely. And uh, thank you very much for kind of being the, the real life case study here on our podcast to work through this with me and also for giving it the, the benefit of the doubt. And I know that sometimes these kind of processes um, may come across a little bit cookie to work through, uh, but they work. So thank you very much. Absolutely. All right. My pleasure. And uh, looking forward to talking next time. Same here. And uh, have a great day, our dear listeners. <laughs>